Wow, Chris Schubert, Alex Molikoff, Adonis is here. You're not even going to get the intro from me because... You don't want to know what's e- going on every, with the guys? Everybody thought that this series wasn't going to be fun. We were getting Cavs-Warriors for... Cavs-Warriors again. again? I was one of those people, and Game 1 delivered and then some. We can do an entire anchor on just the last minute of this basketball game. It was, we, that's what we might do here. That was one of the most incredible final minutes of regulation I've ever seen, and I don't know where to start with I mean, if I would have told the two of you before this game that the game was going to be tied with four seconds and the ball was going to be in Cleveland's hands. Let's let's back up just for a second. Cleveland was up two. Yes. With a minute left. Yes. And had just had a foul call go yes. their way. They were going to have the ball up two. Minute left. And they and went, then the whole game. They started. went to the replay. They changed the call, which they rarely do. That's a rule that they have, but they rarely use. They use it. Yeah, there was some confusion about that, and I think maybe we should at least very briefly talk about what happened. Basically, they reviewed it to make sure that LeBron was or was not in the restricted area, but in doing so, were apparently allowed to also check to see whether yeah. it should be a charge or a block, which seems a little weird to be able to do on replay, but that's that's what happened. So that's what they do. That that's what they do. They reverse a block call into a, uh, a charge call into a block call. Kevin Durant gets two free throws. He knocks them both down. It's 104-104. Then the, the the game gets to be 107-106. George Hill goes to the basket. He gets he gets kind of fouled on the way through. So with four seconds left, down one, George Hill has two free throws to tie and then win the game. Tie uh-huh. and certainly put them in position to win the game. Yeah, yeah, put them ahead in this game. He makes the first one. Hit the, fr- the the second one goes off the front of the rim. J.R. Smith gets an offensive rebound, which was the whole theme of the game for the Cavs. They were getting every offensive rebound in this game. And then all hell broke. And then J.R. Smith proceeds to do what apparently, I mean, I can only describe as... You can describe it as, my bad, dog. <laughs> no, I, I describe it as... <laughs> he was going off on his celebratory lap, thinking he just won the game with the ball, and LeBron James has got his hands in the air like, dude, what are what you are doing? You doing? We're tied. Yeah. And then... The, the time runs out, we go to overtime, and then, to nobody's surprise, the Warriors just blow the doors off of them in overtime, and it ends 124-114. The Warriors have a 1-0 series lead. I yeah, was I'm literally in, screaming. I'm After the game, I was screaming. There was a lot the of screaming going on game. in the office, and I imagine on the court as well. I'm interested to see what LeBron says. I'm interested to see what Smith says about it, because it, he, it looks like the only logical explanation is Smith. Jared Smith thought the Cavs were winning the game got the rebound, and was now dribbling out the clock, avoiding a foul that was never coming because it was a tie game, while LeBron is screaming at him and pointing and at him. And then tries to call timeout. the ball, then call a timeout, then pointing at the clock and the scoreboard. It was a disaster. Question for you. Sure. If LeBron James murders J.R. Smith tonight... <laughs> We all look the other way, right? We all get it. It's almost like a self-defense killing. We get it. I'm certainly, I'm certainly fascinated to hear what LeBron James says in the post game. Oh, he won't say anything. He's gonna butter it up. No, he will not. He won't say. He won't throw Jr. under the bus, but I'm sure he'll be. I'm sure he'll be pressed about it. And then Jr. start game two. (laughs) No, Jr. may not play the rest of the series. I mean. Uh, look, Kevin Love played a really good game. LeBron, yep. by the way, we're bearing the lead. LeBron James had a career high, fi- NBA final oh, career yeah. high, fifty-one in this game, forty-nine in regulation. As Rachel Nichols pointed out, sixth player ever to score fifty in a finals game. And he did at age thirty-three. And this might not surprise you. He's the only one of those six to lose the game. Uh, he has a career game, and honestly, guys. When we all sat down in front of the lovely TV that's about five feet from us to watch game one, 
We all predicted Warriors in five, basically. Pretty much. Yeah, four. Or five, I, I have yeah. I, I have thought I that they not. could sweep. You 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 were not there. You're not Warriors in five. I didn't have a. Prediction. You didn't have a prediction. Okay. Well, Smoke and I had Warriors in in five. I, I think I said before the series the Warriors will win in four unless they decide to win in five. You also so, said tonight would be a blowout. You did say that, and, and it kind of became a ten, ten point win. Nailed it. <laughs> I, I ask this with all sincerity, and I know it's very raw. Just moments after the game. The Cavs are done, right? Oh, they're, yeah. They're, oh, my God. There's they no never, chance. That if they no. had a chance, they, they, ruined, off the hook. they ruined it. Look, don't get me I want to make you something. You want to crown them? I want to make something very, very clear. If you would ask me, if if, if J.R. Smith gets that rebound, puts it back up, and the Cavs win the game, yes. and we came and sat in here, and you yes. asked me, what's your prediction now for the series? I'd say, oh, the Warriors are fine. Yes. So it's not like this really changes. No. Yet, but, yeah, you... Cleveland had an unbelievable opportunity, and, and without going too much away, an opportunity you, before the game, kind of sniffed out. You you were on the Cavs in this game. I you thought on, they, yeah. if they were going to steal one, that this could be one they could steal. And you almost and nailed it. Smith stole, stole it from them. I don't know how you come back. A, I don't know how you come back from this just from a, a mental standpoint. And B, I mean, look, the rest of LeBron's teammates didn't play all that great. Some, they, some of them, they contributed. Love had an okay the, game. Larry Kevin Love had a key bucket to tie but it at 90. I don't know how much Kevin better. Kevin really well. And I don't know how much better LeBron's teammates are going to get this series. And LeBron put up 51 and they lost. So that, it's not great. Look, they're done. I, they, they were done before the series started. They're done. To add to that, that collapse... Tristan Thompson, you want to talk about? Oh, we didn't even get that. Oh, right, right. ejected. There was an ejection. Was it as fuel to the fire? Which, by the way, now shouldn't have been an ejection. Raymond has to see all of the replays. It was some. It was. I think the refs getting a little bit too ahead of themselves uh, with a situation that could have escalated, but never really looked like it was going to. But look, I, I don't know what else to say about this game. Everything. In my mind, everything that, that could have gone the Cavs' way for the first 47 and a half minutes or so really did. Yeah. I mean, think about it. LeBron played out of his mind. Again, 51 points. Some of his teammates did show up and help him out a little bit. The Warriors actually got outscored 10-7 in the very, very brief moments LeBron wasn't on the court right before the game got out of hand. And the third quarter run in Avalanche. That was the thing. And they they didn't let that third quarter get away from it. It didn't get away from it. It was a six, it was six the, points. The, the yep. three of us, when, when the second half started, we said, if you were the, if you were the Cavs and this is a single-digit lead for the Warriors going into the fourth quarter, you love yeah. the yeah, and that's exactly where they kept it. And at one point in the third quarter, the Cavs went on a little bit of a run to tie the game up, and yep. you thought maybe they maybe they withstood this. And they kept it close, and they were down in the fourth quarter, too. And and again, the key bucket for me is the Kevin Love put back to make it 94-94. The Warriors come down, a Draymond finally hitting a three in this game after he was scared to shoot for most of the game, and then a Curry three, and all of a sudden it's 194, and you're thinking, okay, that's it. And then the Cavs come... At it again with LeBron James hitting big shots. Here and comes they, a rant. At, okay, go ahead. Oh, you, you're not going to finish. No, go ahead. You want to do a rant? All right, pull up Kevin Durant's stats. Right I'm now. looking at them right now. They were not they great. They weren't good. Okay, that's the name we haven't mentioned yet. Hello, Kevin but Durant. It doesn't matter. Mr. Second Best Player they in the world. Nope, Look, nope. I don't care. Here's I the do thing. not care. Last year, okay, last year, Kevin uh-huh. Durant, correct me if I'm wrong, finals MVP. Uh-huh. And it didn't matter. Nobody gave him credit anymore. It doesn't. Durant, at the end of the day, he scored 26 points. He made nine of his 10 free throws. He helped ice the game at the end. Two big ones that made it 104-104 uh-huh. on the play that they reversed. Durant 
didn't play his best game. Not anywhere near his best game, but it almost doesn't matter as far as perception of what Durant... They won the game, and they really only need one of Durant and Steph to have a great game, and, and Steph... Every game, game that they win or lose, we need to be talking about Kevin Durant. Also, guys, Clay Thompson left this game in the first quarter and then came back after leg enthusiasm. So many, so many things, things happened in the 48-plus minutes, 53 in total with five-minute overtime, to tell that we saw. They should watch the series. I don't think... This was the peak. Game this one was no, no. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's it's downhill from here. This, the roller coaster ride. We're on the other side. There's down. There's not going to be one like huge blowout in this series. I don't. Oh, I disagree. I think game two is a enormous blowout. No, but we'll get to that later. Look, uh, I'm. This is what I started to write and, and what I eventually will write when I when I get to doing so after this game. If you were to create a checklist or a blueprint of things the Cavs needed to go right or things the Cavs needed to happen to win this game, many of those things ended up getting checked off. And they still didn't win the game. And I know they had a chance. I know they were, you could say they were a missed free throw away. You could say they were a boneheaded mental mistake away. There were a lot of little things away. But at the end of the day, they, they didn't win the game. I don't see... I don't see how they get any closer than they got in this game. I, I, I honestly don't. It kind of reminds me of when uh, the Rockets lost Game 6 of the Western Conference Finals on the road, and I said something to the effect of, I know they have a Game 7 at home coming up, but they just blew their best chance to win this series. I honestly believe that whatever tiny, 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 slim, microscopic odds the Cavaliers had to win this series pretty much just disappeared, even though at the end of the day we got basically what we thought, which was a, a Warriors win. They had their best chance to really, really, really get themselves a foot in the door in this series, and they blew it, and I don't know if they get another chance that good. So That's he, the problem. Here's, here's my takeaway here. They have the blueprint. They put it together tonight. They ultimately came up short. We are going to see the mental toughness of everybody on this team not named LeBron James in Game 2 on Sunday. And if the mental toughness of this group is they respond and they keep game two close and they have another chance to win in game two like they did in game one. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying I will sit up here and predict it because after what we just saw in game one, I don't know how you come back from that. But if they are able to and they're able to follow that blueprint again in game two, because again, I don't think anything they did tonight is out of the realm of possibility going forward. Now they had a lot went their way, but I don't think we look at any of this and say they can't repeat that. Can can LeBron put together maybe not fifty one points, but can he put together a performance like he, he did tonight? Average fifty in his run. He he can. He might average fifty in a sweep. I mean, look, nobody else really stepped up for this team. We didn't get the Jeff Green game. Jordan Clarkson in the first half was atrocious, awful. Until he hit a couple shots in the second half, right? So there are things that can improve for the Cavs, but do they have the mental toughness to be able to come back from this? That's the question that they're going to have to answer in Game Two, and they're going to have to answer it in the first twelve minutes. The first 12 minutes of Game 2 are going to be the most important for the Cleveland Cavaliers because if they come out and that first quarter is close and they are in that game again, then maybe you, Game 1 can get can go out the window and they can focus on Game 2. If the Warriors come out and it's an avalanche in Game 1 and they're calling timeouts and it's 27 quickly, uh, it's all she wrote. Pack it up. My biggest concern moving forward in this series is that I, I feel like LeBron James, and, and I apologize in advance for even approaching a Michael Jordan comparison. But I feel like LeBron James has never been one of those players who people have said his teammates are in any way afraid to play with him. He, he's never been one of those bark at my, or rarely has been, one of those bark at my teammates, you know, really put them down when they're not playing well type of guys. He's generally not that bad at it. And I think it, it does in 
I, I know we make fun of who his teammates are and how they don't really contribute, but in the, for the most part, he does bring his teammates up. At this point, and through no fault of LeBron's, he can't do that anymore, right? His teammate, he can't trust his teammates anymore. For whatever, he can't trust whatever Smith. tiny, tiny bit of, of trust, trust he had in his teammates is, is gone, right? I mean, he was literally put in a situation where one of his teammates, all he had to do was get a rebound and then either pass it to LeBron or go up. Or go straight up with a shot with four seconds left. And he couldn't even, he can't even trust his teammates or to know. He can't even trust out? his teammates but to Jared know Smith the score they were winning, of so the why game. Would you, why would he call a timeout? That's, That's my problem. problem. He, if he can't trust his teammates to even know the game situations, you thought how George Hill iced the game else? at the free throw line, J.R. Smith? I just. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know how LeBron doesn't have to doesn't just take the take here's the hold on I want to go back to, to their I want to go back to the Jared Smith point for a second because I just thought of something if Jared Smith rebounded the ball and thought they were winning mm-hmm. and was trying to avoid the foul then what was going through his head when they didn't come foul him like Nothing. like where, where was no, the no, realization I, 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 wait a minute what? no wait. you you can see it if you watch the replay it's actually I mean it's not funny but it, it's actually hilarious. You can see Not for some of he us. dribbles out, finally catches eye contact with LeBron, who's like, what the hell are you doing? And pointing to the scoreboard, and that's when he fires off a pass way too late to a guy who's covered. By the way, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is not for the anchor because nobody can see this, uh, but th- th- this picture, th- there is a picture being memed of LeBron oh, James yeah. looking at J.R. Smith, like, what are you doing, dude? And, and it was just, I mean, look, at the end of the day, we were all entertained. We, oh yeah, we got a more entertaining game one than I think all of us thought. Yes, but the Cavs are the Cavs are going to look back on this no matter what happens in this series and go, "What if we won game one? What if that, we went up one nothing in Golden State and stole home court advantage?" That's the the hardest part to me is because you really the the series again uh, had Cleveland won it wouldn't have really changed my idea of how the series was going to go, but. You just can't, you, you don't know what would have happened. It's impossible, it's impossible to know how the series would have played out had Cleveland won this game instead of lost it. Right now we're never going to know. And it's going to haunt Cleveland, it's going to haunt LeBron, because they could get swept from here on and make a compelling argument that had we won game one, it changes everything. And, and, and honestly, with the way they played tonight, if they win game one, I could sit up here and conceivably say they have a chance in the series. If, if we are doing this anchor post-game and it is a 108-107 Cavs win, I can make the case that the Cavs proved tonight that they can hang with the Warriors. Will they do it in four games? I don't know. But they proved that this may not be as easy as we thought. Yet here we are talking about, oh, it's over. That is the difference in one play by J.R. Smith. That's the difference. Yeah. A 17-7 overtime run for the Golden State Warriors, and it was over. Not even close. I'm going to leave with this thought. Tonight's game only changed one opinion of mine as far as the series goes. Before the series started, I said, I think the Warriors are going to win in four or five, and I think Steph Curry is going to be the MVP of the series. I'd like to amend that. I think the Warriors are going to win in four or five, and I think LeBron James is going to be the finals MVP. We're, I mean, that's where we're at. That's a hot. That is a hot take, but hot. I, but I, 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 let me I, put it this way: very hot. I don't think he scores fifty. I don't think. I don't think LeBron James will be named the Finals MVP, but he will be the Finals MVP at the very least, because this is what's going to happen. LeBron, we just watched. LeBron, it almost doesn't matter what LeBron does. His teammates are going to fail him one way or another, every time. And if nothing else, tonight's game. I, if you look at LeBron walking through the proverbial doorway. He's got an extra half a foot out the door because you can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. Well, there you have it, everybody. Game one of the NBA Finals in the books. 
everything maybe we wanted it to be and more. It was a lot of things we wanted it to be and a lot of things we probably didn't know we needed it to be, but it was. And for everybody out there who wasn't going to watch the finals. Oh, bet you. Shame on you. We'll see you on Sunday.